Hey guys, you're listening to episode number three of Living Life Intently. This is officially the first episode of the relaunch of this podcast. Um, it was actually a really fun one. I had a great chat with my good friend TK, aka, aka OKTK, and formerly known as DJ Playboy. Uh, we got talking like so quickly that we kind of forgot to introduce him, but you know, we jumped right into it. Uh, we chatted about how to streamline your day, how to streamline your workflow, uh, how that applies to to life and and music and art. Um, we started talking about how to start a new business, uh, his new business, my business, um, and you know just a couple backstories from from the old days when we used to DJ together. I also want to tell you guys about uh, an event we just launched um, on Tuesday. That would have been yesterday. Uh, it is the Creatives Weekend. So if you've been following Live Life Intense at all over the last uh, two years, two and a half years. You would have seen us promote these events. These are a great weekend uh, retreat. Uh, they were more set up for uh, showcasing Cape Breton Island and becoming more of a networking event, but we're trying to mold those into more of a creative retreat where we'll do uh, video and videography and photography workshops, uh, keynote presentations about how to start a business, that sort of stuff. So if you're interested, head over to creativesweekend.com. We got a very exciting weekend planned. Uh, Brian Picard from the Bite House is going to be there catering the weekend. We've got Breton Brewing on site. We're going to be doing tons of outdoor activities mixed with workshops and all that sort of stuff. I won't blabber on too long. This is episode number three of Living Life Intently. I hope you guys enjoy it. He's a decent eh? I always find that the, the headphone bit, right? Just having headphones when you're doing these things is so much better because it helps you concentrate on the actual conversation rather than being distracted by everything else that's going on. It's hard for me to do a podcast or interview without the headphones. I need to know what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It's um I, I got that way when we were doing the pogey chips one mm -hmm. uh two years ago. Yeah. And uh I didn't have this headphone splitter. <laughs> I just uh, had right. basically my headphone because I would monitor it. I'd have the really nice head the nice pair of headphones and yeah. the nice mic. <laughs> Everybody else would have like the Radio Shack five dollar <laughs> mic and no headphones, and 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 it would be so distracting because you'd hear like creaks and people knock on the door. Right. And then once I started handing people the headphones around the room, and and they got to see it from that perspective, they were just like, "Wow, this is this yeah. is night and day." It is. Yeah, you <laughs> become more aware of like yeah, just like how you sound and and what you want to, and you're more a little bit more precautious. What goes yeah. on out there? <laughs> is this, is this whole thing just going to be you and I making weird noises? Yeah, this is. <laughs> Man, yeah, so this is a podcast like the 800 million other podcasts going on right now. Yes, congratulations for joining the herd. Yeah, I know, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, I like to follow the sheep. I think so. Yeah. We, yeah. We're not trendsetters at all. No, not at all. No, I don't like to do things that, you know, that haven't been tried true before. No, no kind of, we never. stay in the mold. That's how we do things. Yeah, that's kind of how you, you have to live life. You have to live life. Yeah. That's the only way to live life. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is about fear. Exactly. Yeah. Stay scared. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this fucking thing. Yeah. Get it together, bud. I'm oh, trying man. to feel, I'm, I'm trying to get like, where will I be most comfortable? But at the same time, I want to be able to reach for my coffee. Well, this, 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 it's this delicious. mic stand. So, I mean, this mic stand is keep, it has a mind of its own to keep moving. I don't know how I can get it to stay in one spot. I'm gonna have to hold it kind of like right here. Yeah. I was just trying to, yesterday I recorded this, um, 
this episode uh, with a buddy of mine and uh, the mic, he literally had this mic like three feet away from him talking into it and I kept pointing at the mic and I'm like, dude, just get the mic back to your face. Uh, and then I'm, I'm trying to like mix all the audio and it is a fucking nightmare. So as soon as you start compressing it, it brings yeah. out all that shit. Everything else that you don't want to hear. Yeah, and I'm putting a gate on it too. So a gate for, uh, uh, and, and, and the gate works for most of it, 99%, but the start of it when the mic was like, way out here. I have, I have a hate, I have a hate relation. I don't use the gate. I don't use any gate presets or anything when I record my podcast down. I find it sounds really odd when everything, I know it's supposed to just eliminate like the dead spots, but it goes too dead. It goes too silent for me. I'm like, ah, like I like hearing some ambiance in the back, but nothing too crazy. Not like driving in the car in traffic. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did the first one I re-released this first episode. <laughs> I was driving and I was like on Anchor, uh, which is the app that I'm now using for right. this. And we were talking about it before. There's yeah. no way an ad for Anchor, but I am using Anchor to distribute this podcast, which just makes it super fucking easy. Yeah. Compared to what we I used to do before with like hosting and and like sense, yeah, having to have to pay for hosting and then do your RSS feed manually, submit those to the streaming services. This does it all. But we, uh, yeah, so, I agree you can record intros and I was just driving down the road I was like recorded an intro I'm like blup boom let's see how easy this is and right. I added it to it uploaded it done in like you know, seconds yeah, yeah yeah it's crazy it's all free so it was amazing but um, but yeah for those of you looking to get a free hosting service <laughs> look at anchor.fm there we go yeah are you, got, are you, are you kind of person <laughs> who hoards information uh, no um, that we I actually had this conversation with a friend of mine um uh, I've had multiple conversations on this topic. Uh, it's kind of in the culture now where you just share information. Um, and by sharing, you're basically building um, brand equity within your brand. Like we like to share. That's what we approach. So for us and our brand, Live Life Intense, mm -hmm. we share um, like all the information. Not 100% right. of the information because a lot of it is sit, secret hidden hiking trails within Cape Breton that I want to keep secret. But yeah. when it comes to just information about where to go, uh, nice places to camp, I really like just sharing it. Same deal with all this stuff. If I find something that works well and it's cheap and it's easy and it's streamlined, you know, I'm going to, I think like when I first started doing these podcasts, I was using this this plugin called JustCast, and yep. that's what I told you about. You told me about that, yeah. Yeah, because it was like a $5, um, I think it was like $5 a month, and you get unlimited hosting. Yeah. It's great. So it's super easy, and it linked up with Dropbox. But yeah, I'm all about sharing, man. Sharing's caring. I, believe, I, I agree. Yeah, and again, to a certain extent, you don't want to give the, <laughs> the, the secret sauce away to, the, to your business, because then everybody will be doing it. Yeah, but the secret sauce is me. Oh, and you don't want to share yourself. <laughs> you don't want to spread yourself too thin, my friend. But it is. I mean, it's, in some cases nowadays, that's what it is. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, my my whole business is based around stuff that I've done and and my experience and stuff. So really, it's like, how can someone else do the exact thing, same thing I do? Because they'll try. They'll try, but they're not going to be able to do it the exact same way. But then it raises the argument where some people. Who let's say let's say hypothetically somebody starts a business like yours and kind of uh, replicates it, and then there will be people who let's say purchase a package, assuming, and that is that how it works? I'm assuming just like it's a package of sorts, right? Yeah, yeah. But and then let's say they take them to a really bad trail, but some people like that. Like it's just like some people will still prefer the McDonald's to the 
to the more authentic restaurant and they'll be perfectly fine with it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I, like, I, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Right now. <laughs> I find like people will be happy. Like, I, but you know what the thing is? I think it's so, um, self-awareness of the quality product that you're putting out there. But some people don't give a, give a F about that half the time. You can curse, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Unless you don't want to curse. Because oh. I curse like a, a sailor. You know what? I, <laughs> I tried doing that for this month. I was, I was like, man, I'm really saying a lot of bad words. <laughs> bad words. Uh, so I tried challenging myself, not swearing, but that just went out the window like the first day. <laughs> so here we are. Anyways, has this started yet? Is, is, have we started this podcast? Oh, yeah, I, man. I've been recording oh, this. Oh, man. Do you, don't, you don't do an intro? You just kind of... I'll do it later. Oh, okay. Well, we can do an intro. Yeah, well, let's yeah, do okay. an intro. And then we, you can do... Then, yeah. Tell me what this podcast is about. Tell you about this podcast. Yeah, like you go in your intro and be like, oh, this is the podcast about da 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 And then with our guest... <laughs> How to make a podcast with TK. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> No, yeah, I, give me an intro, Jesus, Mary and fucking Joseph. Give me an intro. Give me. An How's those headphones? Those loud? Is it good? Yeah, no, okay, I'm fine good. over here. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, you're kind of screaming in my ear, but you know. Well, I know. I saw a peak. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't redline yet. No. Um, yeah. So this podcast is for some of the people that are listening. Have been, you know, I've gotten a lot of emails about this for since the last two years about relaunching it. So it's more or less um, based on telling meeting people telling stories and, and getting them to tell their stories and points of view and journeys in life and that sort of stuff because it came about with uh, a close family friend who was um had a fast onset cancer didn't know he had it and then he basically knew and then three weeks later he passed away but he had a crazy backstory and and that after they're going through that process and talking to him right like the night before he died um about it he's just like um he it kind of got brought everything into a big you know aha moment i'm like i'm knowing all these people and there's some amazing stories and some mm-hmm. amazing adventures and and experiences and lessons and whether it need to be business or life and it'd be a good platform to have that kind of documented and put it out for other people to listen to and stuff so that's kind of how this came about and then shit just got crazy but um and i wasn't able to, to keep up on them i think i recorded two ones and i was like <sighs> drinking so it didn't really pan out that well <laughs> so they will never see the light of day what's the uh frequency of the podcast what's the um, i'm what trying would to you like it to be i'm just trying to do every week okay um and we'll see what happens i mean it's it's we'll see what happens when the, the summer comes um i'm trying to line up while i'm in halifax to do uh like trying to get pr- trying to get like eight to 10 done over the next two weeks and then i have content there so i've got the one that i put out last week as a tester kind of announcing this one i'll put out the charles Gaines interview um tomorrow and then um then we'll put out the new one uh with a b adams one we recorded yesterday or this one we'll put it out this week and then every week afterwards have a schedule going but it's trying to get organized and for me it's like um with everything else is going on it's it's more of a challenge just to stay on top of this thing. Because last time, you know, uh, what happened last time was that we tried to do it, mm-hmm. but my schedule just got too nuts and I wasn't able to do it because right. I wasn't thinking ahead and putting time aside and structuring my time properly to have this podcast there and take it, you know, for real, like take it uh, seriously. Yeah. So this time I'm just kind of making a plan um, and staying ahead with, you know, having at least two or three in the in the, chamber. In the tank ready to go. Yeah, I, I got really into bulking the last and not like working out but (laughs) just just the the whole idea of bulking so when you are having those moments 
where you're just totally swamped with work, life, you're still able to quickly upload something to whatever that could be. Like, again, that could be uh, podcasting. You could be journaling in bulk, uh, taking pictures, whatever you do. Um, I recommend it to everybody. Like, it, it is hard like because you do have to set time aside to do the bulk, but it pays off. Like, yeah, if you're traveling, like you're constantly traveling and yeah, if you're going to be away for four or six weeks, at least you'll have a couple episodes to upload within that time and not be worried and trying to plan for, okay, well, who's going to be on the next week's show and da, 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 and like kind of keeping your head above water. Like yeah. you, want, you want to sail kind of thing. It's, I mean, you want to sail in life, but that's, I've been, yeah, that's been a high uh, component recently of what I've been getting into was the whole bulking thing with it, it helps yeah yeah and it, it's all about streamlining your entire workflow which is kind of what came out of me doing um actually if you if tight, tighten that thing and she probably won't drop on you the mic yeah, no, I drive, I drive. um but yeah no it's about streamlining the whole workflow thing so if we can stay on top of of this say this podcast coming out for the next like six months to a year and stay on top of it and have a schedule and know who's going to be in each episode like maybe a month or two weeks or three weeks ahead of time um i'm very bad at, and I've been like this since I was been a kid, uh, leaving things kind of starting with, a, you know, with the goal of getting it done ahead of time and planning. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, it's just, it's just something I've got to constantly work on because I keep putting certain things off. And next thing, it's like the day before and we get to launch it and I'm rushing to get stuff out. And I really don't like that. Uh, I had to do that this week with a website and get it done and get it launched. And, uh, and uh, but it, it is fun because it's chaos and I enjoy that and I enjoy yeah, troubleshooting. There's a piece of me that likes chaos too. It's weird. <laughs> I like I like being prepared. Like as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, this is me. This is me. But there's like also I'm like, ah, oh, that last minute. Something about that last minute rush. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I like I like that thrill of it, just to get it done. Even if it's just for myself, I'm like, okay, got it done. I find it like really rewarding, if, especially if you can't accomplish it. Accomplish it. Yeah, yeah. It's all about staying. Yeah. Staying organized and streamlined. Like I learned all this stuff from uh, when I did. <clears throat> I left Halifax and before we started Live Life Intense, and I moved home. And I was working on my house and I was doing a uh, music program. Um, it was like an online course, and within that program, there was a. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the class, but it was basically like workflow, like streamlining your process, yeah. your creative process, trying to break through creative barriers. And a lot of the stuff that I learned from talking to um, the instructors, the students, the mentors they assigned to us every every quarter uh, was really like taking it away from them and how they stay organized when it comes for that, that argument's sake. That was for music and how to stay organized for um, producing dance music or electronic or producing music in general, like saving templates, settings, your favorite plugins, having stuff ready to go as soon mm -hmm. as you're there. Everything's working, synced out. Your your um, you know your drum samples, your drum loops, everything is coordinated. Everything's put in keys, coordinated by folders. It's a lot of work, but right. you just you know once you start getting ahead of that and you start you know learning and 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 building different sounds and you know using different plugins and that sort of stuff, then you kind of adjust and change it. But it's it's trying to stay on top of that and streamlining that entire process where you can sit down and you're not thinking about anything. You're not thinking about whether or not why this fucking synth is not working, why that sound's not working with this. Everything's there, it's done. Done. It's all about it, in the moment. It's kind of like, I'm like I'll show you. Oh, geez. Um, it's kind of like, you're making a little schedule for yourself in some sort of way in that sense where you know like it's kind of put in front of you and then you can subtract or add as you see fit 
throughout that project or or throughout the day. Um, I'm just trying to show you like a calendar that I, like a template calendar yeah. that I kind of mess with. So like in a typical day, like when I was really on it, like this would be my typical day. Like it would be interchangeable. Like I'd have like the 6.30, 7 o'clock wake up coffee. Then I would uh, give myself two hours to shower, clean up, do my first organize. Then after that, have another coffee, of course. <laughs> oh, so uh, you bro- you actually broke I, your whole day. I break day. it down. Like, so like I picture like, as you're talking to me and you're setting like up all your plugins on like logic or um, whatever. Yeah. Like your DAW. Yeah. Um, this is how it's kind of set up. And like if something's not working, you switch it out or what have you. I mean, this is not finite in any sense of the way, but if it gives me some sort of routine, like if I ever fall out of a routine, it, it keeps me on track or whatever. Like, okay, cool. Like I should have dinner around this time. Yeah. Uh, if I want to fast and like should work out, I should, yeah, do my emails. Like it's just, it, it makes, it makes your day a little bit easier streamlined instead of kind of like thinking about it, thinking about it or not thinking about it and then doing stuff that maybe isn't of importance. And then you start kind of filling your day with non-important things. And you're like, then it kind of, goes back to what we were saying before when we're like rushing for that last minute like oh we got to finish this project yeah. it kind of keeps that little timeline right there kind of just again keeps me me on track or whatever or what i should be doing day to day again it's interchangeable like it's, i don't go by that every day but interesting fuck yeah. yeah yeah that's pretty interesting like for me it's more or less like i i don't break it down visually like that yeah well, although that's really good like i'm i well i mean I, it's almost like as you're doing with like for people that are listening like there's just a post-it note situation going on on the the desk in front of us and it's kind of breaking down how a certain project that lee's working on is you know kind of going and i'm sure the blues the oranges and the the pinks yeah so this represent is- different things yeah like yeah like the blues would be more so we're talking about a film that we're working on and and we break down the whole uh, storyboard here we spent uh, the other day doing and uh yeah the blues post-it notes are for like main sections right like main interviews mm-hmm. main um sequences whatever yeah. um the oranges are more or less for different points and different shots that we want to see within that section different ideas yeah and then the I forget what the pink are. I'd have to look at them, but pink right. are for something else, right? For missing, I think, or for transitions. Right, which is Excuse good me. to, again, it's just like, it's just a reference tool to look at. So you're like, you know, you're not in the middle of the project being like, okay, well, what are we doing here? Or like, you know, you can at least bounce back like, okay, that makes sense. So this is where we're at. It's just like a visual reference. Yeah. And I also do that. Like, I recommend people do this with their everyday life. It, this is that really good for people who say that they're really busy. And I know they're full of shit (laughs) because this is like the exact way you have this laid out. So you have, let's say three different color post-it notes. One could represent 15 minutes. Another color could represent half an hour and another one could represent an hour. Honestly, sit down and have an honest conversation with yourself and break down your day because I'm sure there's a couple hours where you are doing absolutely nothing where you could be accomplishing something that you've said you don't have the time for. Like, okay, well, I work eight eight hours a day. Okay, well, chunk off eight hours. That's cool. But then what are you doing for the other eight hours? And like, be honest with yourself. Are you watching YouTube? Okay, are you watching it for 15 minutes, half hour? Like, how you have it laid out here on the table, lay it out either on a table, on a wall, and then really look at your day and be like, oh, actually, I do have time for accomplishing whatever said goal. Like, 
you know, and figure out how many hours is that goal going to take for you. And I think doing this post-it note physically, kind of like journaling to me, is just like it's a good way to to accomplish um, just some ideas that you want to really work on. Yeah. You know, but it takes a lot of self-reflection, which a lot of people don't want to be honest with. Like I've watched some videos on this where like the guys kind of tried to like cheat it in some way just to show like they were busy, like, oh, I'm going doing marketing and the guy's like well marketing on what oh you know like stuff and he's like you're not being honest like be honest like you know if you're yeah if you're watching porn for half an hour put xxx for like i mean congratulations to you for half an hour by the way but that'd be like a 15 minute chunk for me even that's like generous but you know and again like people listening is i think if you're trying to like have a little structure or if you are that person constantly saying like, I don't have time to hang out with you or you're just kind of catching yourself making excuses, then this would be a good exercise to, to do for yourself. Yeah. And one thing that, that I keep thinking about that somebody said to me recently was, you know, actions speak louder than words. So I've been really applying that to a lot of, um, uh, a lot of people that I've have been working with, um, and as far as like when you're saying like people being full of shit with saying that they're busy, yeah. which is 100 percent true. Like I, 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 the amount of people that so this is where this is where some of the shit with me and people clash, right? Because I'm in this. This is fun. I enjoy working like a motherfucker and working from like 5 a.m. till midnight, sleeping right. five hours, getting up and doing it all again the next day. Yep. And there is a lot of time within there where I'll be fucking dog. We're not listen for lack you're of better human. terms. No, honestly, and that's the thing. And that we, I feel like we got in this cult culture where we have to prove to other people like oh, I just have no time. Like it's just like, dude, like you're not like, and like I feel like people <laughs> who are going for that entrepreneurial who are trying to run their own business, I feel like they want to say they're busy just for face. You know what I mean? Like to give the false. Uh, presumption that like, oh, I'm busy. Like my, my time is like, you know, very valuable, but I think you're hurting yourself like by saying that. And again, maybe you are, I would like to meet the person who is busy, like day in, day out for 16, 17 hours. Cause there's like, even like today, like I had like three, four hours. I did nothing. Yeah. I slept nothing. in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, but again, it's just having that Self-reflection, which a lot of people I think fall fall short on. Yeah, and but you you need a lot of that too. You need some days where you're not doing anything. Oh, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. so that's that's kind of like me. I allocated. Usually it was Sunday. Sunday was my day off, mm -hmm. but every other day, it all depended on the time and the year and whatever. So if it was like in summertime, seven days a week, and I mean, this is busy all day. And then once the evening hits, then it's like couple drink time and then wake For up sure. and do it the next and day. That's all, but I, I, I'm interested too. like, we'll get, maybe get to it later. Like how, a, what a typical day would look like for you in high season for your business too. Cause I'm always <laughs> like, I always wonder. Well, I mean, you, um, hmm. It, it's been, I've been working on it. So I'm constantly uh, assessing how I work and trying to fix things that I need to fix and streamline that process. So for instance, like, the year, when was it? 2018, I think. Fuck, when was it? We did our first campground when we built the campground. I think 2008, summer, yeah, summer 2018. Well, I basically, like, I was short staffed, severely short staffed. Uh, so we worked, I would get up at like five because the shop opened at seven. 
and I would have to have like all my emails, which would be like anywhere between 120 to 150 emails. Damn. That's in my email, that inbox. <clears throat> and that's sorting out all the bookings for the day, putting it on the calendar to get stuff on the board for everybody that day. So for tubing, camping, all the gear rentals, sorting all that shit out. Um, doing all, I did all my admin. Plus I was the only guy that drove the van, had a license to drive a van for the tubing. So as soon as that started, so basically it would be like 5 a.m. I'd roll out of bed. So um, yeah, let's say, do a real role play. Well, I would literally roll at a bed. Ah, but like, let's say, okay, I show up. Let's say I show up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, Liam, so-and-so I book for uh, whatever this date today. Uh, okay. What happens when I get to your your business? Like, I just want to figure out like the hours that are involved. Like, I'm sure it's like, it's, it's just a lot of, and, and it's a lot of, is it a lot of babying? Like, um, like, like so I don't want to say babying, like monitoring. Like, do you have to be you have to be around your clients, right? Because you're showing them like where so, to go. It's or? not so much. Yeah. So we. So what we do. Um, so what we we have the campground, right? So yeah. campground pretty much self sufficient. Um, and then we have the glamping tents, which are more of like a hotel room and a tent, which require housekeeping. That's where like a lot of the work is for those like that is a whole full-time job so right. so we have six of those tents right so that required uh full linen swap out that required um um like the dishes the all the cookware the mm -hmm. pots pans all that sort of stuff even though we would tell guests that hey it's going to be like 15 dollars cleaning fee most of the time they're all hung over trying to leave in the morning anyways right. and they don't want to wash any dishes right. so they're like just charges the 15 bucks yeah. so yeah. then you know so so put it I'd raise that to 30 yeah well, that's what I mean and we're kind of changing that we'll change that a little bit where this year I think I'm not 100% certain on it right now I'm, I'm kind of playing with the idea where um, we have kind of a central um, shelter in the middle of the whole campground which was called the cookhouse it's more or less just a shelter now but we're adding onto it and building an outdoor kitchen. So that's kind of like a cook spot with two barbecues so people can cook there okay. and then take back to their campground uh, or, or wherever they're going in each. So we don't have individual like stuff at each site and it's a little easier to manage. Um, but so typically like, so a day, right? So I would get up around between five and six in the morning. So there's like different pack. Could you like, like, what do you like? Is it all one thing? Like if I buy into it, uh, do I get everything or is there like, no, so there's different right. things. So we okay. have different, a scaling different rates. So okay, we, cool. we have like uh, unserviced campground, right? So that's simply just campsites. Okay. So we have eight of those. We have six glamping sites, which are, it varies in price. So like 30 bucks for a campsite. Right. If you don't have camping gear, we do rentals as well. So if, if you're staying with us, you can rent a tent, two sleeping bags, the sleeping pads, all that sort of shit for okay. enough two people for an extra 20 bucks. Right. So okay. basically 50 bucks a night. Nice. <clears throat> and that's a one-time fee for your stay. So if you're there for like, you know, three days, you just 20 bucks for the year, right. whatever. Um, so we can fill that void. The glamping starts at 125, four people in a tent. It's like uh, queen bed, two single cots, your cookware, uh, stove, uh, chairs, picnic tables, um, the propane, all that sort of stuff to cook on. Um, that, you know, that's, we got six of those. And then we're building four A-frames this year, which are just literally an A-frame structure. Right. Um, very Instagrammable, by the oh, way. Uh, yeah, we're looking see. at it in that angle. Okay. But, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, uh, you have to know. But that's what you want. You want that Pinterest look and yeah. because people will share it more. So um, we're building four of those this year, which will be in between. So that's basically like a shelter with a bed. You just 
sleeping bag. It's we're not putting linens in it. It's just like a bed, a mattress. So you go in and you can have your sleeping bags and all that stuff, roof structure, okay, um, with some like LED lighting and stuff. So that's the three different levels of accommodations. Then we do like river tubing, okay. um, which is where we have we take the guests. People show up, they check in, we put them in our van, we take them up river, we drop them off, put them in the river, give them like a little safety talk. They float down the river, lazy river for like two hours. Nice. We pick them up at the end, take them back to their vehicles, which is our site. And then, you know, in between that. So we do four to five runs a day for that. That was, that was my, <clears throat> kind of like my next question. Like, how do you structure that for you personally? Because you're, you're like, I'm just trying to break your day down. Like, okay, if you're like, that would suck because like, oh, I got some emails to do. I got a bunch of admin work. Oh, I got to watch the time. Got to go down at the hill and pick the people up after two hours. Yeah. And then there's another a uh, couple or a couple people that want to go back up and do the whole thing over again. And yeah, so, that could be this whole so thing. So we do, um, last year we did like, so 54 would be like the max. Some days we were doing like 70 to 80 people if we added extra runs. Wow. So if there was like, so if we, like, we just, it was just uh, because of the summer, um, summer was really slow, like temperature wise to start. So it was really cold to start July. So we had to kind of like adjust. Um, so I just looked at some of the guys that work for me. I was like, boys, we we're going to, crank these in if it's a right. busy day and it's sold out we can fit more people we'll do more runs like, I like that let's yeah. just rock and roll yeah make hay while the sun shines because we only have a two-month window really to do tubing um yeah so yeah but yeah. like we do say we do four runs and originally it was set up where we just rent the gear and people just take it but the problem was that no one knew where to go right <laughs> or they show up in one car and you require two you need to leave one at the end and one at the top and then you kind of shuttle each other back and right. forth so then i bought a acquired a van 15 passenger van and so the first run starts at 11. Yeah, 11. So people start showing up around Call it like, the candy van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so they show up, right? So people show up around like 10, quarter after 10, 10, 30, something like that. The first run leaves at like around 11. Takes us maybe like, you know, 15, 20 minutes by the time we're back. And then we're getting ready for the next run. So you basically you're up river dropping people off. You come back, you pick up the next run, you go back up river, you come back down, you check at the the, the end spot to see if anybody showed up yet. Right. If they are, you pick them up, take them back to the site. Then you're taking third run up the river, mm. coming back, picking people up, going back to the site, going up. And then so it's like just, a ten fifteen. Uh, how long, how long is the drive again from the ten fifteen? It's minutes? like five yeah. ten minutes. Okay. Like yeah, it's okay. not very far. Okay. And then you just go up. Everybody jumps in, and there's a lot of people. Uh, you know, it it's very Sometimes we've got to help people get in and it takes more time. But now I've got more staff. So there's guys that their only job is to wait at the end. They get all the gear ready. They ship all the gear up river in the morning. Excuse me. Yeah. And then I'm the only guy with the license for the van as of last year. This year, there'll be a couple more guys. So right. I won't be driving a van this year. Yeah. Um, but that's where I kind of got burnt out because you had to get I had to get up so early to get all the admin stuff done before people started coming down for coffee, asking questions, doing itineraries, checking out. And then people from tubing would show up and then we'd be tubing until like five o'clock, six o'clock at night, come back. And then my staff would leave and I'd have to look after the shop right. with people checking in right. and be there all day and then answering emails. And I literally would not answer my phone um, all summer unless I knew the number calling for me. It was right. just straight to voicemail. Yeah. Because I have no service. I, I, like everywhere as we go and I get back and I have no time to answer those phone calls. Right. It's like deal with people, check people in, sign waivers get them ready up river in river pick them up come back and it's like that and i did that seven days a week so the first year in 2018 i went from april uh probably 18 hours a day seven days a week right until uh billy's wedding in september crazy yeah every day <laughs> all, just doing the whole oh man <laughs> and just like and and in between that 
because we had no housekeeping, I had to do all the housekeeping. <laughs> So in between runs, I'd run Just up to the tents oh and gosh. swap gear out and I bought doubles of everything so I'd have stuff ready to go and I'd run up, swap stuff out, run back down, do one tent in between runs. What's the maximum <laughs> amount of people that can be on campsite at one given time? Uh, there's four max per campsite. Um, what's that? Four max per campsite and we've got, I can't even remember how many sites we got, 14 or 15 sites. Jesus. Yeah, um, and then more, a couple more this year. So Crazy. we can, but with the setup we have right now, we can do like 20 campsites. So essentially, <clears throat> it's like the overall picture of this is like camping, but you also give the option to add these other packages to yeah. it. Like, and, and through what we... Because I, could, could I, I could just go there and just like, I just want to camp for a couple of days. Yeah. Like I don't need the purchase. I don't need to go tubing yeah. or go but, on any trails. But the way that we structured it... Um, so we we got this booking system. Um, excuse me, we got this booking system, and uh, getting caught up in these cables. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got a booking system. Like so being uh, tied up there. <laughs> so, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you turn all blue. What's going on, Daddy? Uh, yeah, so now we we have the ability to pair everything up for discounted rates, right? So we work with a lot of local companies and our tubing. So if you stay with us, you can build our booking system. Enables you to go to my website and build a package with everything that's listed on my website to save money. The more you book, the more you save and you can build your custom packages out. Right. And then when you book and you go to another menu, it pops up and says, hey, do you want to add local beef? Do you want to add, uh, what other stuff do we have in there? Beef, like firewood, blah, 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 and all the other add-ons. You can add literally like sta local steaks. And there's a price list there and whatever steak you want, you just add on. Oh, crazy. And then, and then we call my friend Ben. <laughs> like meal prepping for these guys. Sort of, <laughs> sort of. But, but like they have their own amenities to cook it, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's, that's cool. So you get like a little box and be like, looks like steaks tonight. Yeah, huh? so we, we do that. Oh, yeah, and also snow crab and lobster. So a buddy that's uh, one of the buyers in Shetty Camp. So people that... What does that, the old uh, snow crab go for? I don't know. Last what's year, that, what's think, that package Last worth? year was like <laughs> cooked and delivered. We didn't make any money. It was more or less just to offer something to people. I think we did it for... <laughs> I think it was $10 a pound cooked, okay. but you had a minimum order of 10 pounds and he'd deliver uh, it right, right to that. So yeah. cooked, butchered, cooked, delivered, right. Oh. Caught fresh that day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Butchered, yeah. cooked, delivered to site. He would come in and we'd order, we'd be there like hundred pounds, 150 pounds. And all the guests would be coming down, pulling like co-op eggs and Sobeys bags full of <laughs> crab and going up to their campsite. And yeah, it's fun, man. Uh, do you ever get in the dilemma where do you think you're offering too much or where's the, like the balance of like where you're offering a lot and like, do I have enough people working for me? I think everybody gets caught up in, in when you're doing any business yeah. where you are trying to, um, I, 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 trust me, I got caught up in this a lot where you, you're thinking too broadly. You're not mm. honing in on your niche. Like what right. are you doing? Yeah. Like stop fucking like when we started, I had like advertising like paddleboard tours and lobster dinners and blah, 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 and all this shit that was <laughs> like, the, like just the like the, the, the organization that needed to go behind it and coordinating and scheduling for that would have been absolute nightmare. And, and it's then, not the payoff. It's, it's not, just worth, not it. worth it. No. Not worth your time. Well, it's like how we started, right? I wanted to be like the travel agent of Cape Breton Island for adventure tourism and uh, Trivago, man. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but the energy that goes into like, like for instance, we had an email last week, right? Mm -hmm. This, this, um, the guy coming in with uh, six business colleagues from Ontario had an eight day tour he wanted to do. They gave me their budget per person they wanted to do, but they wanted three different packages. And he literally put like a 20 item list, like a mix of like whale watching, bird watching, oh adventure like tours and history tours. And I'm sitting there going, 
This is, I mean, I'd be like, sir, have you lived a life before? Have you not <laughs> had a steak? Why are you putting this on here? <laughs> you have tubing? Do you think you're doing too much in two days, sir? Mm, like, you're yeah. only here for 48 hours. But it, it was just the amount of energy and, and time I would right. have to put into it. Was it, it worth it? It wasn't worth it because, you know, we are, we're not a travel agent. Yes, people ask us, and this is where we go back to the sharing. Like, I'll share. People email me and say, hey, you know, we heard you guys were the, the guys that talked to you to find out all, like, the, where to go on hiking trails want to do this well i'll give you a, like i have a good a whole like pre-done and talking about workflow right well i've just got pre-done lists that i have saved in dropbox that when people ask certain questions i just go and copy paste it send there you it. go so yeah. it has all like my recommendations for waterfalls that are a little bit different hiking mm -hmm. trails than the normal ones that people would tend to go to uh, a little bit more difficult based on skill level and i just go copy paste copy paste copy and you paste. even give those to people like <clears throat> who does would be let's say they won't even stay there like, hey, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's good, and I, I think that's a big thing to hold on to because, like, as a business, ultimately, you're as good as your reputation. Yeah, you well, know what I mean? Like, it's all about building your brand <laughs> equity, too, and what pe how people associate your brand with stuff. So, it's even like these you know, we, we started these events um, called the Adventure Network, which are literally uh. It's going to be a mix of like free meetups, like hiking meetups, uh, photo workshops, like all kinds of stuff. And we did one in, in Brenton Brewing two weeks ago, I think, um, where we had an amazing turnout. We had like 60, 70 people show up, packed nice. Brenton Brewery. And then we had a bunch of good people step up and talk about their story of how, um, all based with adventure tourism in some aspect, like my friend Jimmy um, talked about his journey becoming a guide. And it's not about like he goes in and talking about it. it's not about guiding. It's about the journey. It's about the trying to catch a fish. He's like, it's not about anything about the end result. It's about the actual trying. That's right. what's fun about it. That's what he enjoys about it. It's like life, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> yeah. It's not about, it's just the journey. Yeah. It never ends. You just keep going. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, I yeah, I hear you. I hear you 100%. Yeah. So, it's uh it's about building that 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 reputation up and I mean, it's, you know, I think that uh a lot of businesses, especially specifically in the adventure tourism market that I've got to know and I've I've kind of like did a lot of market research over the last couple of years as you would do being yeah. in that industry and finding out from and not just looking at websites and talking to business owners but talking to clients that actually stayed at different places right. and seeing where what they liked about it what they didn't like about it and saying okay but a lot of what people didn't like is going to a place um where you show up and say it's like 200 dollars, 150 whatever it is you're staying there and you need an extra chair well Right. five bucks more or right. you need this that costs money right. or you need this that costs money well people come to us it's just like i have a barbecues there just yeah. fucking use the barbecue man just have fun i'm I like that too like i there's and that's the thing i think like some of that stuff kind of attributes to how you were raised too and just like growing up and just how you were throughout life and like i'm kind of like that too like what am i going to charge extra for like potentially for to shut away a customer forever just like take the damn chair like, oh, you want, or even like, because like when I was doing the, the beer garden thing, it's like, you want to sample the beers? Like, I'll just give you a sample of each one. I don't care. Like, as long as you enjoy them. Like, I, like but some people be like, no, no, we don't do samples. I'm like, you're crazy. Like, how, how, you, how will you know? Like, this person will like this or you just want to, you just want to kind of, I mean, don't bend over backwards, of course. But yeah, it's just about just being really, yeah, again, like, boils back down to like your reputation and just being a, a very accommodating right so yeah and i think that plays into the culture too like all it's like it's, it's funny it's like the um, when we first met 
DJ in Halifax wouldn't even get in any yeah, last yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this could be like a three-parter. <laughs> we didn't even introduce this guy, by the no, way. No, it's all good. No, I think we just leave it mystery. <laughs> like smoking man. But, you know, that, that whole, uh, through that whole time, like in my early, like even in trade school, I'd always bring people to at home and bring people home to Marguerite and, and show people around and be like a travel aid tour guide, basically, for right. people. And we'd have great times and then they'd always want to come back down. And uh, they'd develop a great experience and stuff and it was always kind of there and it wasn't about um yes we yes we want to make money that's the thing we all want to make money it's a business we have to make money somehow yeah. but there's a lot of stuff that you know are what is our business and and how do we make create revenue well we're a campground accommodations we do events we do all that sort of stuff so that's our anchor and we do tubing and paddleboarding yes yeah. that's our anchor but when it comes to doing everything else and sharing all these places yeah. man just like because the more we share the more people will talk they'll say hey i got this information from these guys right and people are talking about a brand it's even like little things uh to get people to keep talking that may not be positive like for instance my roadside sign is ridiculously small hard to see <laughs> it's all good but <laughs> You know, people came in the summer and they're like, you really need a bigger sign. You need better signage, blah, right. blah, blah. I go, well, yeah, but you guys are talking about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are like <laughs> complaining. Yeah, it's complaining about a sign and signage trying to find. But the actual experience the is is great. They have a great time. Yeah. But they're like, oh, they, that's what they're pissed off about. So they're talking about us because it's hard to find our location, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's interesting because like I would assume that these are the people that have booked there and maybe they didn't know where to turn off kind of thing or was this this random people off the road being like oh it's this tiny little sign mm -hmm. it's mostly people that are booked to come in and they, right. they're like looking on google and they drive right by the okay. property yeah like then, well that's part of the experience yeah trying to find <laughs> trying to find it that doesn't <laughs> sorry it's part of the package didn't you read like I could say that. Yeah, yeah. It's the fine print. <laughs> you signed the waiver. Well, you didn't even sign the waiver at that point. But is it? Yeah, you signed. They Man, I streamlined everything. So uh -huh. the booking system has online like dietary requirements form. We Ooh. have um, uh, uh, liability waivers. Um, we actually have a liability waiver now because of incidents last summer um, where if you stay on site, you have to sign a waiver saying right. you're camping at your own risk. For sure. Yeah. The, we, I never had that in place. And then, you know, you you... You always doing like um, first aid and all those courses throughout the years. They're always telling you about do incident reports, get people to sign off on things. Yeah. And, you know, people might be nice the day of when yeah. you're like fixing them up or helping them out and helping them out of a bad situation. And then, you know, a week later, you're getting a knock on the door and the cops are there because somebody's fucking suing you or right. some bullshit or threatened to sue yeah. you. Or you get an nasty email, which is, you know, stuff that we had to deal with this summer. And, uh, you know, just getting advice from other people and we ended up paying to get another waiver done. So for right. people that come stay with us, they have to sign an actual like camp and own risk waiver because you know, we went out of our, well, specifically I went out of my way. I won't get too far in that story, but, um, <laughs> but it was like, you know, a, it wasn't a big deal, but you know, the, the, it, it was just an unfortunate situation way to deal with, um, somebody getting injured just, you know, because of their own previous, um, health injuries that they admitted uh, right. to, to me, and then, you know, I'm it's like, should you be doing the course, sir? It's like, yeah, 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 I can handle it. Well, this was just walking in the campgrounds, walking around the grounds and shifty ankles and yeah. sprained an ankle, which turned out to be, uh, yeah, we'll it's get a into thing, that. A thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, yeah, it is funny when people kind of, yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's I unfortunate. But, it, but it, the good thing about that is, again, with like any growing business, you learn 
every day, something new. And what's good about it is also you're implementing new things like every year or whatever. So like that won't happen again. I'm sure a person will get mad, but I'd be like, well, you signed off on it. And that's not my fault. You didn't, A, didn't read it, but you did sign it. So yeah, yeah, like I'll help you out as much as we can. If you're hurt, of course, I'm not going to leave you there. But yeah, don't get mad at me for, you know, signing the, the, the proper papers. Yeah, and the amount of people that don't read nowadays, it's like... It's crazy, man. Oh, it's just astonishing that, you know, and I mean, I am guilty of it too because I'm, I'm, you know, everybody is. But (laughs) it's so frustrating as somebody that, you know, you're trying to stay coordinated, trying to streamline everything and have everything there ready to go. Boom, boom. It's ready. You get an email. It's all automated. You can sign the waiver before and you could read it. But then 99% of the time, nobody ever reads it. Nobody ever admits to like... You know, I had a couple of people this year um, that show up uh, and we have like later in August, there's a lot of weather, right? So we tend to cancel um, because of lightning, lightning and wind, heavy wind. If, if winds rip I say up you river. offer the extreme package. Oh my God, here we go. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> Just offer the extreme package for that thousand dollars. <laughs> Somebody would probably pay for it. That's what I mean. Definitely. (laughs) You're going to find somebody like, I don't know what you can call it, but for sure, there's going to be that that person who wants to stay out there. You might die package. It's all good. And then they, (laughs) yeah, make them live in uh, uh, a metal framed, uh, House, yeah, build, yeah. I'm like, what's that called again? That thing you live in? Uh, yeah, a little dwelling that's all made of metal. <laughs> a shipping container. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I have so, one. That's my shop, eh? I, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think consider that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't put that on the list. Yeah, that'll go on my post-it note on the wall. To do. Yeah, yeah. Offer the death package. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. So what did you um? So you mentioned the uh, b- 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 beer garden. Yeah, yeah. What's going on with that? You still doing it this year? Still doing it this year. Uh, of course, we partnered up with a food truck that was turning into a restaurant, and they didn't have any um, any interest in really doing pairings with alcohol. So me and my other two partners came in and decided to help them out. And um, we were going to do a shipping container, but there was already a, a garage there that was pretty much standing order. Frame looked great. The only thing that we did was put in a new foundation uh, and then built the bars, put in a tap system out there. and Yeah. So tell everybody where that's at. Oh, it's in uh, Tantown, Nova Scotia, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever out this this way on the east coast of Canada. Um, of course, beer gardens here can't operate year round because we have, as you said before, probably good two months of solid weather. So yeah, they operate solely in the summertime. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's where we're at out in Tantown. We're working on another location right now for Bedford, but yeah, we're hoping to get that up by summertime. Um, so I mean, I can't say when, but summer that's that's about it. Summertime, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. So yeah, we're working on that as well. Um, and it was a good year then, it was decent. Well, it could have been better because, of course, um, we opened up way later than expected unfortunately, but that happens when, you know, you're doing construction and then you're dealing with food and alcohol and gaming and they have to sign off on a bunch of 
papers from yeah, HRM. Yeah. It's just, you know, you got to make sure all your papers and stuff are in order. And at the time, like how we're partnered up, it wasn't going totally through us. So it was like this hierarchy system. So we were kind of like the last to know of what was really going on. Yep. Um, but I mean, that was slated to really open in June. But unfortunately, yeah, it was like the last week of August. So we got like six to eight weeks of decent weather. Um, so hopefully this year we'll get a full summer. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And you guys are focusing on the outskirts. Just doing the outskirts. And again, it's just one of those things where in the short period of time, we know what works. We know what product to order, what people were really uh, excited about. Because we, we did have some spirits and stuff uh, online, but they just we probably sold like maybe like half a bottle of like rum within those weeks. And they were there for the beer garden, beer and wine and cider yeah. and nothing else. It was, yeah. So you're just focusing on beer? Just beer, wine, cider. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah. That's a summer uh, thing. Summer thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like... And also, we, we, we're kind of apprehensive at first to do the spirits just because we didn't really want to attract it as a place to like really get hammered or anything like that. And I'm not saying, a, you know, if you have an establishment that offers spirits, uh, that will that's, that's the case, but... For us, we just didn't want to take that this year for sure. We're just, we didn't want to take that chance. Yeah. You know, again, live like liability and stuff like that. It's like, so what if somebody gets injured or uh, why did they get injured? Were they overserved too much? You know, and this is some of the questions you kind of got to ask yourself, like, is it worth it to make a couple extra dollars or be in the clear and safe? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was it really worth that extra like $16 on the, the double vodka? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been, uh, I like the, the approach to doing the outskirts and I hope we're not giving away the fucking trade secret here, but, yeah, um, you can edit this out later. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that's kind of like how I looked at it when, when back in the day, when we're doing events, uh, Halifax is very saturated for dance music, electronic music. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then we, uh, focused on Anaganish places that didn't really <laughs> have anything going on. And then yeah. you bring something that are like, wow. Now these people don't have to travel, you know, a fair distance in town and then have to think about traveling back. Like, yeah, keep them in their area. And that's what, yeah, the, the model right now, it, it's been decent. I think it's a good thing. Like why also competition? Yeah, it's just oversaturated and like, and and pricing for, for rent is way different too. Yeah, oh these. man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and that's Jesus. the thing, like a lot of, and, and here in Halifax, I'm sure in other like popular downtown cities across the world, like that's where a lot of businesses, unfortunately, just a lot of their money just goes to, to rent mm-hmm. alone. And then minus rent, then you got to pay your expenses and then your employees. And, and sometimes when these businesses close, like sometimes their employees don't get paid, which is, you know, unfortunate yeah. part of the, the game, but you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was that saturation point, man. Fuck, I it's remember. Nuts. I remember doing it. Um, <laughs> I remember being here in Halifax and be, be like begging people to play shows, and it was like such a clicky group, and and it was so hard to get in with people, and especially because I was like I wasn't into just hanging out with people for the point of getting into a certain group to be able to play places. I was like. Right. I just play places to play places. Like, yeah. I know, why the fuck do I have to like, you know, go to all these after parties and hang out with people and fucking have late nights when I just want to play music. Right. And so it was hard to get your foot in the door in Halifax. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to go to Anna Ganesh. We're going to do Piper's Pub. Yeah. Well, we know we did. 
fuck, I can't remember where we did. I think it was like Pat's Place and like Chuggles and stuff like that. <laughs> and, such, and then <laughs> such a rural name for a venue. Oh my Chuggles. God, man. It was so much fun. Um, a great venue for it was yeah. awesome venue for doing yeah. live music and, and DJing and stuff. But um, yeah, and then we did a show at Piper's and we did like, I think it was me and uh, oh, Jay Hamilton and Logan and well, such a good idea because it's like there's the, the university was right there. Yeah, <laughs> and, the, like, and oh Piper's God. was low, like slow at that time. Yeah. We had already done a lot of shows in Antigonish throughout the years, but because a lot of my friends went to Santa Vax and a lot of people from Cape Brown would go to Santa Vax and that sort of stuff. But we, uh, yeah, we did Piper's one night and we did like 1,300 people through the door and we walked away with like, yeah, just like, like okay. five. I, th- I was like, my pocket was loaded with money. <laughs> it was like thousands of dollars because yeah. we had agreed with the guy, like the door guy, and we said, hey, man, uh, I won't give his name, but yeah. um, we're like, we want full cover. We're going to do this event here, do this event here. For and sure. oh, Jeff Wilson was the yeah. the, the guy at, um, at our, our key guy at Santa Vex to promote it. So yeah. uh, we did the event and like 1,300. Well, I shouldn't say this because the electric inspector, well, but uh, you know. But how long ago was it? I'm not going to say when it was. Uh, it might not have been Pipers either, so I don't whatever. know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, we, yeah, this is all made up story. Yeah, um, but we had, uh, yeah, 1,100, 1,300 people in there. Crazy. Thousands of like, literally my pocket full money. They didn't expect that money, much money to come through that fucking venue on that night. They just whack people in there. And um, I crazy night. imagine what the bar made And the night. next Ooh. day, phone call from the guy like I wasn't supposed to give you that money because Barry was the manager there. He's like that wasn't a deal with him and he agreed it. It wasn't okay with Barry. So they wanted their money out of it. And and uh, you know what I would have done. Here's the weird thing. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying where it was like the five dollar chair. You're like am I going to really charge five dollars or you know just a little bit extra if I own the bar and I made however many thousands of dollars that night. I honestly I'm the type of person being like, you know what? It's all good if we didn't discuss it. If everything got confused, it's all good. I was like, let's continue this or whatever. You keep all the money. I did well that night. You did well. Let's just chalk it up. And that's yeah. just the way I would go. But other people would rather burn that bridge and think short term. Think short term because they want that, you know, that let's say the split was like whatever the percent was and it only gave them an extra thousand dollars. And then be like, well, I don't want to do an event here. So it's just like you really just screwed yourself for a thousand dollars instead of you know the multiple money you could have made by just sucking it up yeah because i mean i'm sure on a night like that if you have over a thousand people at a bar my god and they're drinking for four hours it was insanity Jesus. that place was you're nuts. making at least 10 15 at least yeah. it was between five and six grand and we walked away with cash in my pocket like cash money and i just i have an event that we just randomly threw yeah and yeah, there was short term. That was, and that was my big issue with people when we were doing events in the city in Halifax. That was the biggest issue with places. So, for instance, like I love using the marquee, I love Seahorse and that sure. sort of stuff. But when yeah. when we were paying for the venue upstairs and you're paying twelve, fifteen hundred dollars, whatever it was, and then they book an event in the basement and they still charge you fifteen hundred dollars, but your capacity just shot down by like three or four hundred right. people. How the fuck are you supposed to make any money? Yeah, competing with the in the same building. And then all the bullshit with with um, when we did painter die events up here and fucking alcohol gaming and all that bullshit. Yeah, I forgot about painter and that's die. why we took that like that's why we took that on the road and went and did Moncton and, right. and uh, Newfoundland and we did Sydney and because yeah. all those cities, all those venues welcome us with open arms and yeah. they're like, yeah, we want these events here. Whereas in Halifax, it was just like 
fucking alcohol gaming would be camped out at the at the door. And I was busy setting up the stage and all <laughs> the production clicking. with Smitty and and um and Bill was at the uh, front yelling at the alcohol gaming guys because the doors were twenty minutes late opening. We had. 2,000 people in a line outside the venue right. trying to get in. Yeah. And it was cold in winter. It was February. Right. And like, just because they wanted to, you know, uh, just, just be them. Just yeah. be so, them. That's I mean, that, that was it. And then we just left the city, man. Just short-term thinking on a lot of venue owners here. And I understand that um, it, there hadn't been a lot of success. With, like, there was some nights that did well, but there was a lot of success uh, or lack of success in some of the nights because people were trying to do so much stuff here. Yeah. Um, but we were very our team was very concerned about the actual experience and building brand. And, and, and we, that's what we tried to do with Painter Die. We realized there was a brand we could build around that event, that we could build that event into its own thing. It didn't matter who the hell we had DJ in it. Yeah. It was just like, this is the event that's coming here. This has been an amazing time. Every time we went to that event and that's what we did. We sold at every fucking venue on that tour. It was absolute insanity. I feel um, like also, like when it comes to those events, when I've like done events myself, the money to me is always like secondary, third. Like it doesn't like, yeah, I want to, you know, event, like I would like to make money, of course, but it's not like my main goal. Like, I, again, it's just like when you said you're like amount uh, about making the experience, like that's what I want. It was like, I want to have a night people will remember like, oh man, that was really awesome. Da, 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 da. And if I make money along the way, like sweet, that's like an a, a and one. Cool. Yeah. It's brand building yeah. brand equity in, yeah. in what you're doing. So when people at, like when we ran after dark, I wanted people to think like after dark, quality events. Yeah. Like if we're going there, we know that's what we're going to get because they put money in the production. Yeah. They're not going to cheap out. Because look what happened when when uh, the dickhead took over. Um, and I won't get into that story. Basically, <laughs> the painter die events went down in flames. Uh, and um, and he the, the guy that we were was a, a guy that we were involved with and didn't see that vision. And he tried to do it without um, uh, also named it something different uh, and tried to take all of our contacts and do it. He did like a nine day tour, canceled half the dates. What's then, his name start with? What letter? Mm-hmm. Can you I say don't that? know, man. I'm not going to get like close to the so it's close to the start of the alphabet. Yeah, sort of. Somewhere okay. around there. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as we'll yeah, get. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. But you can yeah, that I mean that was that was that was the issue, man. He, and he took it on tour, and yeah. and all those contacts, they thought it was us, and burnt every single bridge right. with production crews, uh, and it did it cheap. We put in thousands of dollars. I was literally building and welding fucking um, uh, paint cannons to launch paint because we had uh, six that shot, so we shot 12 gallons of paint every 15 minutes right. from these massive cannons. <laughs> and in front of us, it was, it was crazy, yeah, yeah. it was insanity. Um, and so we shot this paint off, right? And and then uh, we put all this stuff, all this production value, we built all of our own stuff. We like had everything there. And yeah. we worked with certain town guys we worked with, friends of mine, they're yeah. really good. Um, and they had fun doing it. Um, I just met one of the guys at, uh, fuck, what was it, a Matt Anderson concert? And he said he's still finding paint on some of the speakers. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn. See, that's the kind of thing you want to remember. But, like, um, but yeah, no, he, uh, I don't even know where I was going with that one. But anyway, uh, about your reputation. Oh, yeah. So he ruined that one. Uh, that went down in flames. So right. that's kind of, and then, you know, yeah, we, that's, that's all it was about is you have to have, um, in today's world, it's about building a brand. And I think when you talk in, in events, we were trying to be a certain thing, uh, taking on somebody else that 
we thought was going to be beneficial really watered what we were doing down mm-hmm. by booking fucking Aaron Carter and stuff like this right. that was not in our vision. We started out with like Machine Gun Kelly and Pusha T and <laughs> yeah, like yeah. some quality, <laughs> real quality <laughs> events. And the next thing, you know, there's like Aaron Carter. <laughs> It's coming out. I'm like, what yeah, are we doing Aaron yeah, Carter this for? This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So then we did the Mace show and the Mace ripped us off. Uh, well, he, I 10, mean, 10,000. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, you weren't the only one he ripped off for that one as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy though. I mean, and that's the thing is just like a building. I feel like uh, reputation and brand are kind of synonymous with each other. It's it's hard to separate them, kind of in some in, in some way, because yeah, you just want to like even cause I still want to break like I want to I'm more so like I'm trying to think of me as a person like I want to build my reputation with people and being like hey like TK is a good guy or what have you like or be remembered as somebody who who was you know didn't do dickhead things um, and. <laughs> <laughs> But like, and that's the thing, but like, that's not my brand. Like that, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just me. And I think the brand will follow after that. Like once you build a reputation or you, you strive for a reputation like that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's what we're, well, I'm trying to deal with the, excuse me. Burping here. <laughs> Jesus. Gross. Start to <laughs> timestamp that, please. <laughs> I'm going to clap so you know where that is. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> record, record that. <laughs> that was disgusting. Well, I'm not. I'm just that's going straight out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was last night. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't even know where we're going. Yeah. Brand. Yeah. It's, it, uh, yeah. It's kind of like reputation, brand. What like is yeah, your tr- brand your reputation or is your reputation your brand? Like they're so like intertwined, right? But. I think what I've learned over the years too, because back, you know, speaking back in the days of being in Halifax and and uh, being a little bit of a social media troll at the time, um, you know, that got me a bad reputation for a lot of people because a right. lot of people thought I was an absolute asshole, but yeah. in reality, I wasn't that much of an asshole. I was just like having fun right. on and picking on people and chirping people. Um, but people took it the wrong way. So I learned it the hard way from right. being in here and in the city. Um, I do it with people that I know can... Like I like making fun and I can take it too. like make fun of me all day long and I, I, I'll chirp the people that I know I can get away with. But yeah, I just like some people kind of have no filter and just be like, they'll just yeah. chirp everybody and that will probably like lead you with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking at your face, you're like, yeah, yeah, I've been there, but yeah, well, I didn't go to that far. Right. I, did, I did some, there has been some that I've like purposely like apologize for right. because I was, you know, having fun and you're not thinking about it. And, and then, you know, but you don't know what the person on the other end is going through or thinking and, right. and by chirping them on, especially on social media and back then you're talking like eight years ago, it was like people took it a little more seriously than they do now. For sure. I took it as a personal attack, which, you know, I learned also the hard way and it's yeah. all about, you know, change. And then I tried to change that whole perception of me and, and, you know, everybody did find, if, once you get to know people, then they, they know, but the people on the outskirts that were seeing those comments right. were the ones that were like, well, what a fucking asshole. Right. But I was just having fun and chirping. But people. that's the thing is like, and also then you have to come with the questions with yourself. Like, okay, like who who cares about those other people? Like if I'm not directly involved with you, and like, what what? Why would I care? I mean, especially now since you're on to other things that are like bigger and better. Yeah, I don't. Know? I, I honestly don't 
<sighs> used to. I mean, I think I think people um, that say they don't. Um, don't, like other people's thoughts and stuff don't bother them. I think everybody it always does. It's just how you manage it, right? And if you let it affect you, like you could look at something if somebody's, uh, you know, say if say if we did did something and and you know, especially okay. Well, uh, a good point is like reviews, right? So right. I put so much time and energy into our business yep. um, that we get a lot of good reviews, but. And this is where my uh, I'm trying to improve for this year. So last year we had uh, um, like a big. It was a crazy weekend. We had uh, Garrett Mason, two Garrett Mason back to back concerts at my mm-hmm. place. Um, we had an Inethinet floats race, which was like a 300 person family fun day float race thing we were coordinating. Crazy. Plus, I had uh, 60 people tubing that day right. as well. On top of that, before in the morning, just a circus. It was just a shit show for yeah. a weekend and. Uh, and I was burnt out. I slept maybe like maybe four hours a night yeah. each night. And then I think Monday was a long weekend. And uh, I was in the van. I was driving people and I was just like dead tired and just like, and then I had to deal with some veered shit, off, like a shit show. The road. And, <laughs> and the, you know, then your patience is low and I'm just kind of like right. not happy and not being a very good host. And, mm-hmm. and, and then that reflects in like one of the reviews, right? So they were saying like our driver was grumpy and blah, 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 blah. I was less <laughs> like, Okay, yeah. well, that does when you read it. I'm like, yeah, fuck, yeah. that hurts because I put so much energy and time into this yeah. build this business, trying to give quality experiences. But then again, I put so much of that into it that I got so burnt out that I couldn't give that experience. Yeah, and now I've just for next year, and it's you know it's going to be people driving that van and right. and I'm not allocated to doing it and I hire more staff and your your time and energy and your bandwidth will be better used. Yeah. And I can better, you know, deal with people and yeah. be a better customer service guy. Well, that's the thing too. Also as a customer, a lot of people don't know the day to day. Like they didn't, they probably had no clue. You're only getting four hours of sleep and you're running this. Running oh, that. not at all. No, all right. But people, it's like, I, man, he stinks. Has he showered? <laughs> has he showered yet? Legend has it. <laughs> he hasn't. What's <laughs> <laughs> that smell? <laughs> our bus, our truck, our candy van Man. driver was smelly. <laughs> it's it's so <laughs> hilarious though. The summer is just such a like. It's fun, man. It is. It's good. It's, and it, also, I think I throw it out there. There's always going to be that person that you're just not going to please. It's going to happen. You're going to you're going to run into a person where you've done everything right, but for some reason. They're just gonna, you know, it's unfortunate. Like the, it's so easy for people to kind of give a a negative review, especially if you know you did, you did all that you could to accommodate that person to make sure they had like a, a really great experience at uh, at your business. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I mean, it happens with like Airbnbs and stuff like that. Was one of my friends was showing me uh, some of the reviews she was getting. Like she does like close to five or what, like five star. But then there's one person. Being like, well, what did it say? It was something about the location, and which was also weird because I'm like, well, you're booking and you know the location, yeah. So it's odd to me that you complain about something you know where you're going to, you know? Yeah, that'd well, be like me going to flying to Cuba and be like, well, I don't really like it here. Yeah, well, it's like <laughs> yeah, I that's we lost our. Um, with super well, the super host status on Airbnb, I yeah. had that for like three years, and I lost it at the end of last year because of situations like that. People showing up 
Um, and we, I tried to be, so this is the thing with Airbnb, right? So when you're first, so when you're first starting out, this like a, a listening Airbnb or doing accommodations business, you're trying to like hype your place up for and, sure and make it like, especially where mine was very stripped down. It is just a campground. We have like outdoor, they're heated showers, but they're just outdoor, like uh, um, a roof, slope roof structure. And then there's like pit privies right now. Uh, Cause we have no running water. We have, Gravity fed water, but no like power or anything um, back and, and septic stuff. It's just. Uh, Are there any shitholes on Airbnb? I think that should be a good market. I feel like some people should uh, cap uh, capitalize on having like a really <laughs> shithole place. Because there's a place in Amsterdam, there's a hostel. And I think it's like it's called like the worst hostel ever, but it's booked all the time. And they sell it at that. And they said <laughs> that's the thing. They're like, it's bad. Like, trust us, it's bad. But people stay there because they know they just want that experience, right? <laughs> it's very smart. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like the restaurant that I saw in fuck, it was like Narcity or something where they're that's like they treat you like shit. It's like the yeah, servers are supposed to trip you and right. treat you like a piece of shit. It's amazing. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's it's the same deal. It's like people coming, yeah, people coming to the campground and not knowing like we like at first I would kind of like make it sound really nice. Right. And then it's about expectations. They get there and they're like, oh, there's an outhouse here, not like real <laughs> toilets. And so Where now, like, like last yeah, year, I just it's called camping. Yeah. Imagine well, that. you know, every gets you the craziest. Man. And, that's, and that's the thing. I, and, and I can see somebody like, oh, the weather wasn't the greatest. Three stars. Be like, oh, supposed to have control of the weather too. Okay, cool. <laughs> like that's the people. I guarantee you're going to have one person some, somewhere along the line. Like weather wasn't the greatest three stars <laughs> like what like, i once what? i once had a guy um 10 o'clock at night knock on my door <laughs> and he goes do you got any sugar and i was just getting ready to go to bed everything shut down the campground right. everybody's having fires everybody's sleeping yeah bang 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 do you got any sugar yeah i was like uh i don't know yeah. maybe and I, I look. I don't like I, your attitude. <laughs> well, I go to, go to the shelf and I grab this like Tupperware container. It's been sitting there. It's like hard as a rock. Right. It's been sitting there forever. And I'm going, like, hey, buddy, uh, here, you just take this. Just have it. Yeah. And he goes, is this enough for eight people? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I don't know. It all depends on the person, really. It all depends on how much you take in your coffee. <laughs> like, how the yeah. fuck am I supposed how to How diabetic know? you guys want to get tonight? <laughs> so there's all kinds of stories. I mean, it's it's a lot. Of, it's it's just fun, but at the time you're like, what the fuck is and, going on? And I'm like the person where it takes me, it takes a lot for me. Like, I don't really do reviews and stuff like that, but like, it takes me a lot to get, have like a real bad experience. Like, to me, that would be like, I don't know what it would take. Like, even if I was at a restaurant, like I, ate, I actually I ate somewhere today. Ooh, what'd uh, you eat? I had a where <laughs> or uh, I, I, I was in the North End. And I was at a place where I got a an open faced uh, sandwich. It was a tomato, mozzarella, balsamic vinegar, what have you on rye bread. Ooh. <laughs> uh, wasn't <laughs> the greatest. In fact, 10 out of 10 probably won't ever go back. Um, <laughs> but again, it was just like I have a really high threshold. Like it would have to be have to have hairs in it, like to have a really bad experience to complain. Yeah, because there's no need for me to like ruin potentially ruin a person's business or, or be a part of a uh, of a commas to potentially ruin somebody's business. Unless if your business is really bad, then it de- then I think it's deserving. Yeah. You know, and I think it's 
I also interesting how people will get a bunch of their friends, like companies will get their friends and employees like, give us five stars, give us five stars. Like, like what? Like, I don't know. I find that's a very uh, slippery, slippery slope that I think like Google has to kind of mandate somehow. I'm not sure how, yeah. but because it's just like, it's not authentic. Like, I don't know. Like I even, I have had, had friends message me like, hey, could you give uh, this business like five stars or whatever? Like, oh, thank you forever. I'm like, oh, it's not a discount. It's it's uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's how people, um, they feel like they need to have a start somewhere. Um, but I mean, then again, it's like, it's, it's all in, in, it's a slow rise. You just got to, uh, I think people that start businesses, like, I mean, I'm guilty. I did that at this gate, try to get people to do it. But no, it, it, you're asking right. people to do something based on service that they haven't experienced. And you're kind of like crossing that line a little bit. Um, yeah. I like it. And here's the thing. I have no problem. Like if you said to me, like, hey, TK, rate my business. I'll give it a five stars because I know the quality of stuff that you and like you put into the projects you do. Yeah. Uh, it's different when well, a stranger. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's different when somebody randomly like, "Hey, can you rate uh, Metro Self Storage?" Like, <laughs> I, I've, I I don't know what it's like there. I, why am I going to give it five stars? Like, and how many other people have you asked? So, um, but I'll have to. I'll do that for friends. Like I've done that. Like for my friends who take pictures because <clears throat> I've seen their work yeah. and they've taken pictures of me before, and I'm like, they do good work this is perfectly fine. And like, you know, but if, I mean, if you don't, if you haven't experienced the product or the service and you're going to give five stars, I think you're doing a disservice to anybody who hasn't experienced said product or service. You know what also happened this year that's similar to this? Mm. Um, there was a, um, there was a place that, uh, a new place that opened, uh, friends of mine run and, uh, they, <laughs> They asked people to, so they asked people to come in as like a test run night, right? right. To, to test the, to like do the food yeah, and they'd yeah. stage like a photo op and yeah, all this yeah. sort of stuff, right? Soft opening. Yeah, something like that, right? So they ask everybody in and, and they do the whole night and it's like 15 people and really good food and nice place and, and all that sort of stuff. And then at the end of the night, he's like, thank you for coming in. Here's your bill. Ooh. Yeah. That's a rough one. Without anything, it was an invite to come oh, in as a soft opening. That's a you can't do that. That's a rough one. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you do. You should do like for that like sample like don't and if if that is the case like just do sample men, like menu items. Don't give them like the full meal and then on top of it like here's your bill like oh. No, you get to try everything out. Let me know how it works. Does this work? Yeah, because you this, want word of mouth. I mean, the biggest, yeah. the most powerful motivator for people, and this is what I've found, and the strongest piece of marketing that I've ever had has been word of mouth. And and that could be like proven by the post that um, that that we made like in 2018, people stole five tubes, right? And we post up about it online. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Insanity. Like that community like word of mouth about that like literally i'm still getting questions from people like so did you find your tubes that time like <laughs> the got people staying up at night like the analytics yeah, yeah. behind that it was like 150,000 people saw it it was like 8,000 shares like fucking thousands of comments and within shit i think within 25 minutes of me posting that 
found hilarious and I had to drive up north to pick them up. And it was absolutely insanity. It was crazy because wow. I had taken the day before and I didn't notice until then and then I posted it. but that's <laughs> the word of mouth and for us it's been you know that's been the strongest thing marketing wise is pulling people in and saying hey try this out. Yep. We'll give you deals like I know certain people within certain um groups and 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 areas that you know they have a big network so i invite them and i say hey come down and stay at this place right. like enjoy it and we put it on for them they're going to go back and they're going to tell all their friends take pictures while they're there that sort of stuff it's yeah. kind of like an exchange not so much i'm not talking about like specifically influencers i'm talking about yeah. social media people i'm talking we do that as well but i'm talking about just people that have a really solid network. There are movers in their community or yeah. whatever. So they're going to go back and talk about the positive experience and really promote it. And, and that's helped us like kind of like yeah. grow, 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 grow. I see. I, 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 I've always said word of mouth to this day can't be beat, you know? Uh, and to the point where, yeah, you're inviting people over to take care of them. Yeah. I agree. Like you should, a business should eat shit if you want like you know for a little bit just be like get people in the door see what this place is like and like you have those events that are for free like you know those private events just so the word can get out and take care of those individuals um i mean my friend recently did that with uh, one of the accounts like she she works with she's like hey would you mind like allotting some money aside for an event for you know a couple people and you do this like you might have to spend Two, three hundred, four hundred dollars, but that will bring you in, yeah. You know, returning customers, which is worth thousands in the end. Like, if you have a returning customer who's going to go to your business for five years, like you've made it off. You made that four hundred dollars off that one person probably within a couple months. Like, yeah. depending on depending on what service you have. Like, even if it's coffee, like man, if I get like a three dollar coffee at the the spot, it's like you know, it's twenty bucks every week if I go seven days a week, and then. Okay, it's a hundred dollars a month. Like one person, you've made it like three three months within that year. So I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but people, I think, yeah, back to people think about um, the short term, <clears throat> short term more than long term, big time in these coast. It's hard. Yeah, it is. It's it. And I mean, it's. I think I've been guilty of it too. But I mean, I always try and think of the long term. Yeah, it's just, it's a marathon, baby. Came <laughs> you know, okay, in. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, well, I mean, yeah. So we want to wrap this motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, how long we've been going here? I think like probably what four thirty, so probably an hour fifteen. There we go. Maybe something like that. Beautiful. With like fifteen minutes of dribble. If uh, people have made it this far, thank you. Yeah, you are, uh, you are a leader. We had um, it was it was crazy because the just cast would give us the analytics, and I logged on a couple months ago to check what the analytics were. Um, I did this yesterday, with and Lauren. they were like. And I only did two episodes and we had 200 subscribers or something back Dude, two years ago. I went on yesterday <laughs> when I was saying I do was doing the back end. So I just was like, oh, I wonder how I like my R&B podcast. It only released four episodes on it. It's like 900 subscribers. I'm like, I got to get back on that. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? I was like, I only released four. I was like, yeah. So anyways, yeah. 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 It, it kind of inspired me to do that again. So I was like, oh, should I put this on a weekly basis or a monthly basis or what have you? But yeah, it was cool looking back at the numbers. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, even my uh, After Dark, the music one. Um, shit, I ran into somebody that said that they ran into somebody in Montreal that were like randomly... I don't think it was in Montreal, but they were from Montreal. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Nova Scotia. Yeah, we listened to a podcast from a DJ out there. 
there he's like, go. oh yeah, who? And it's like, oh, this guy does After Dark, Lee Frazier. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. he's like, fucking, he texts me. He's like, man, some girl like, just said she's like a big fan of your like music podcast. I'm like, dude, I haven't put anything out uh-huh. in like two years. And it's so funny, I, yeah, because like when I was at the gym, I would kind of listen to you and I would do the whole update. I'm like, when the hell is Lee's going to update that one? Because I like running to like house music and deep house or whatever. That's kind of my thing. Like I like working out to that sort of music. Uh, and yeah, I always see like your album art and I'm like, this guy, man. Soon. Well, I don't it know. Like, it's on it looks the list. like it's back to defected radio. Oh, it's on a list, man. It's on a long, long. I know, list. and that's the thing. It's just you know, it, it's it's still good to have those passion projects too, and like maybe they'll lead to something else. But you know, you got to do what's you know paying the bills as well, and like what your what's holding your interest now oh, too. Dude, this is a whole ball game. So you know, I'm yeah. full focus. Music is back, a yeah. back burner. But um, but yeah, cool. Wrap it up. But you didn't want to say anything else. Flaunt your shit. Uh. No, I mean, thanks for having me on this uh, this podcast. I uh, wish uh, you all the best in your business. I'll come out this uh, this summer. I know I said it last time. Yeah, you said it the last two times. Yeah, well, <laughs> <you know. laughs> but no, uh, this year I, I will make it a point to come out, um, ladies and gentlemen. If let's, you let's do an event then. We come down and play. Whatever, yeah. Let's I'll do just it. come hang out. I don't care. I'll have a couple of drinks. You don't have to necessarily do an event, but that'll be a and one. Um, but yeah, my name is TK. For those who don't know, uh, probably should introduce myself at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. They're probably like, who the hell is, t- who's, who's he talking yeah, to? Yeah, but I do like a thing. I do like an intro. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, but yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you, sir, for listening to this jargon I've been spitting. It's been uh, fun. Yeah, it's been a good time. I was kind of hungover and I was half asleep when you walked in, but you know, I'm doing good. Right, those coffees. Tell you, you make a good coffee, my friend. I'll give you five stars on that. Yeah, well, rate me on Google. I will. You know what I want to do? <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier. I thought it'd be funny and it'd be hilarious because I love wonton soup. To just mm. go around Halifax, make a website based on reviewing wonton soup only. You should put that on the back burner. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> okay, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.